The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to the Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast with me, your host, Ger McCarthy. You can follow me on Twitter at GerMcCarthy74. In this week's episode, we look back at Cork's TG Carr All Ireland Ladies Football Championship win over Cavan. Get all the aftermatch reaction, plus take a look ahead to Cork's All Ireland semi final meeting with Galway. Also this week, we speak to Limerick captain Neve McCarthy about her county's All Ireland Junior semi final with Fermanagh this coming weekend. That's all to come on this week's Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast. Aoife Fitzgerald got the result he was looking for and the full 60-minute performance Cork needed in Burr County Offaly last weekend. The Cork Ladies Football Manager oversaw a high-scoring 7-9-2-6 victory over Cavan to seal an All-Ireland semi-final meeting with Galway. I got Fitzgerald's reaction to his side's latest championship success and the challenge Galway are likely to pose in the last four. We'll also hear from head coach Paddy O'Shea and selector Dominic Gallagher on Cork's latest victory. Evie uh, Fitzgerald, you got the result you wanted. Did you get the performance you were looking for over well, 60 minutes? I suppose it was very patchy. We started like a house on fire. I think we had three goals in the first 10-12 minutes and then we got a little bit sloppy. They were very defensive and the pitch was fairly heavy so it was hard to get going. Um, you know, It was hard to break through but all in all, uh, we switched a few things around at half-time and I think second half we, we totally dominated. Um, it was kind of a strange score. 7-9 was it we got so... Um, but still, has sixteen scores on a, on a you know on a winter's day, so we can't complain with that. But it's look, we came up here to achieve semi final, um, and that's what we've done. So we have to be happy with that, I suppose. A lot of the girls are saying the pitch is a lot, it's heavy. It looked heavy, but it was a lot heavier in patches on it as well. Like so, is that another factor, like yeah. on the legs? Well, in terms of fluency, I suppose it was. Yeah, um, like there was a lot of drop balls and you know slipping aside. But you're going to get that this time of the year anyway. Um, like the pitch last week in Kerry was, you know, it was like a summer pitch. So like there's a variety of stuff going on. We don't. Know where we'll be playing the semi final now either, but but all in all, I think what you know what I'd be looking for is the application of the girls. First of all, I think that was top class today, so disappointed to concede the two goals so early. But I think once we got the grist with that, I think his second half, um, you know, they never looked like threatening the goal, and you know, we, we ran out easy winners in the finish of it. Good place to be in from a manager's point of view, a good way into the semi finals, but things to work on over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, we've had little, very little done in terms of match preparation because of the when level five came in, we had to cancel three, yeah. three challenge matches that we had already. So, like, we went into the Kerry game with one game against Dublin, you know, three weeks prior prior to that. So, hopefully, this game will bring us on another bit. Certainly, our fitness levels and that will anyway. But, um, but we have three weeks now again where we won't have, I suppose, we won't have any games again. So. Uh, that's difficult but you know we'll train hard and you know we use five subs today and some were different and we had a couple of changes some were different from what we started last week so there's great competition for places there and hopefully next week we'll have or for the next game sorry we'll have Libby available and and, um, and Niamh Cotter available for selection so uh, fingers crossed we have you know we've nearly have a clean bill of health for the first time in a long time so um, so we, we'll work hard now over the next couple of weeks and you know Gal will be a different proposition obviously but you know when you get to a semi-final you're going to be meeting the best team so we're down to the last four now so we're thrilled with that Paddy O'Shea uh, you got the results you wanted uh, and a really good performance good 60 minute performance today now on top of what you play, or how well you played against Kerry how happy are you with obviously being in the semi-final but the way you got there yeah, we are. We're happy. We have to be happy. We came up here for the win and we got the win. Last week definitely stood to us. Those kind of uh, those few jitters that were there last week, being it being the first game, they weren't there today. We got a good start again on the game. We got a good stranglehold of it, and definitely made progress in terms of how structure how we set up. No jitters on the sideline either. Yourself and if you were unusually quiet. Was that intentional? 
I think we're just sick of each other at this stage. Um, <laughs> but no, I did. Like to be fair, I, I, most of the talking I feel should be done on, on the pitch by the players in terms of organising things. So if we are quiet on the sideline, it's a good sign. Um, importantly, you got five subs on as well. You all got a good run. So you came on so We got a very very good goal. But impact subs work for you last week and they worked this week as well. Yeah, and, and like when you have a big strong panel like we have when there's competition, you, you'll be hoping that that's the case. Unfortunately, we can only bring on five because there's another 10 girls there who could have came on and who, who deserve to come on and get game time too. Plus, we have eight girls at home who we can't even bring to the game, which is very disappointing. And like they're all working, the whole 38 are doing the same amount of work. It's just unfortunate that only 20 get to take the field. Uh, Dominic Aller, from your point of view, was that a much more complete 60 minute performance today? It was. I think we were a lot more composed on the ball. Um, like conditions were very difficult, so that, I know there was obviously you know, it was a bit like a bar of soap out there, and at times. But we were a lot more composed and a lot more patient. And, and you know, we made a few mistakes against Kerry that uh, we worked on rectifying over the last um, week, and um, did, you know. The girls responded very well, and really, we asked them to be really patient with things, and and worked our scores in the in the difficult conditions in the first half. Um, I think we did that really well, and uh, patience uh, patience paid off for us. Some seriously well finished goals of the seven that you got, Sir Shinoni, but Anya Terry popping up at a hat trick as well. Yeah, it was she got a hat trick at the end. Yeah, she'll never tell us that. Yeah, yeah, I think she'll go on about that for a while. But <laughs> but she, she would only worked extremely hard. You no, know, she gets into great positions and like you're right. Like so, you've got a great finish. And Saoirse, you know, great finishes to goals. We have goals in the team, you know, and it was great to see us score seven goals. It's probably a while since we have scored seven, but we've been threatening to do it for a while, and probably left a few more out there as well. So we have things to work on as well. Um, defensively, Paddy, from your point, you'd be disappointed with those two goals. Yeah, we are. We just spoke on there before you called us over. We were very disappointed actually the way they came about because we were well set up at the time. Mm. They got the goal, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing the video footage during the week. But uh, you just spoke uh, defensively. The forwards, like we scored seven goals today, but guaranteed when we look at the stats during the week, the forwards will have made as many tackles and turned over as many balls as our backs, which is. Yeah. That work which, rate was essential today because considering how heavy the pitch was as well, yeah? Ex- ex- exactly, yeah. And we, our forwards made life very, very difficult for the cabin backs. And I'd say uh, maybe half the scores that we created today, our forwards created ourselves with their hard work uh, but defensively yeah, as Dominic mentioned at the start structurally we were much better uh, and myself and if you were quiet on the line as you said that's because our backs our goalkeepers they're all talking to each other through the game and yes. they're, they're understanding more and more what we need from them That experience is more important when you bring on younger players because they can just slot in into those positions yeah yeah, big time. I, well, if, to be fair, those older girls and those experienced girls, they're very good in training as well during the week. Um, you know, we run through certain drills, but afterwards you can hear the older girls and they're pulling girls aside and they're telling them, you need to do this, you need to do that, and we need to do this better. That's good. Uh, Dominic, looking ahead now, because it's Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final, you know who you're playing, you know when you're playing, we don't necessarily know where we're playing just yet, but because there's, is, is it more of an advantage now to have a bigger gap, or would you prefer to play a little bit sooner? Well, we're happy that it's the clash has been avoided, first of all, the camogie. And I suppose, yeah, three weeks, that's what it is now. So we'll work with that. Um, we know we'll have our hands full on Galway. You know, I mean, Galway were in the All-Ireland final last year and put up a great performance against Dublin. Um, and we'll want to be getting back there. And look, we have our own work to do. We have to get ourselves ready for that game. But we know Galway are, are a serious uh, step up for us. And we'll have to be ready for that. But look, we have three weeks to do it. And I think we're looking forward to doing it now. Yeah, the training has clearly been 
been going quite well for you and it's been intense and there's competition for places now because people that came on today that started today there's others that came on they're putting their hands up now yeah totally like we have a very strong paddle as, as Paddy mentioned there and you know like we've acres so who couldn't travel with us today and hopefully that might be rectified for the next day but um, you know like they're all putting their hand up like we had a big job picking the 30 for today not to mind even the 15 um, and we want that we want that problem again the next day like, and, and training like we're, we're trying to pick girls on form all the time so like there's a big character for every girl to perform in training and push their way into the 30 and hopefully the 15 then as well I just finally for you Paddy um, you got the win you got a good performance another 60 minutes under the under belt hard three weeks ahead now before you hit that semi-final what are you looking for out of the players in that time frame the very same thing that we've got for the last two months basically um, as Dominic said there the extra week will definitely send to us it avoids the clash but it gives us an extra seven days to talk to the players about what, what we need to, to get to win over Galway the big red bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm last Sunday's defeat to Cork ended Cavan's 2020 All-Ireland Championship campaign Despite the loss, the Breffney County's manager, James Daly, spoke about his hopes for the current squad's future and also gave his opinion on Cork's chances against Galway in their upcoming All-Ireland semi-final clash in Limerick. Um, a disappointing result, obviously, but the last two performances for anybody that's watched Kevin will have seen enough encouragement for what's coming in the future. Is that a fair assessment or... Are you happy enough that you know the effort was there today, just not the finishing? Yeah, look, at the, the effort was there, the the work rate was there, um, the right mentality was there. Going out against, you know, you know, maybe the best team in Ireland. I don't know. Um, uh, like we had, we had five miners out there today, and and every one of them battled and battled hard. And uh, yeah, look, you're always going to be disappointed to lose. Um, I'd say the probably disappointed. I Cork got a couple of real cheap goals, and I, I mean not not against Cork, they were just in over the top of the keepers or, or deflecting or it, it was just that was maybe more you know and we need to we need to sort that in ourselves but it was um look at it we lost by 18 points it's 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 never good but it's um you know it, it is what it is where are kevin in terms of the life cycle of this team and where they're going how happy are you with their progress like, look as i said we have five we have we have uh, we've lost a huge amount since covid whether some of them come back next year you know, again, we will, we will work with who we have. Um, uh, look at to, to 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 stay in to stay in senior football. We will need to get better. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but look, there's young girls out there being asked to do um, a woman's job. Okay, and they're still only lassies, and it's it's uh, it's tough. Um, like I'm I'm happy. You know what we've done. But you, you, you're never going to be happy going out week after week and getting the beaten. There's no such thing as moral victories after a while. Um, I saw enough from your forward line getting in. It's one of the best back six divisions in the country. Um, getting in on a couple of occasions, got your goals. But they showed enough that there's enough skill and tenacity there that they can do that. That's got to give you some bit of hope as well. Yeah, look at like we were missing one of our top forwards was missing today in Ashen in Ashen Dunan, but. You know, when we have the likes of uh, Ashton Sheridan and Ger Sheridan, they did start on any team in Ireland. And Geraldine Sheridan has been, there's not a better player in the country at, at, at winning the ball, no matter what the conditions are. That ball comes in and she, she scoops it up. 
Um, but the, the problem is most of where we lost our players was in the defence, okay, and that's that's what's hurt us, okay. Um, but we have we have serious forwards that we can get the ball, like young Ashton Gilson, and had, uh, you know she was wearing I think number twelve today. She had a super game for us, she had a brilliant game, and and and, and she's young. She like Ashton's only this is this is her third year, but she's only nineteen, and and uh, you know she's a, she's a it's it's teaching her, you're coaching her every every training session, you're coaching her about work rate, and and she just took the whole arsenal with her today and she's done really really well and I think she'll grow from it and she'll be a better player for it and just finally Cork's prospects from what you've seen of them look it's hard to tell Galway was all in the final last year but Galway I think play a dangerous game and, and the fact that they play everybody back behind the ball and uh, you know they, they went to an all out of final I think there was many I don't know how many scores there was in the in the, in the, in the first half but yeah. Cork have the forwards. Um, I think I always thought, and no disrespect to us, like, but I, thought, I always thought Cork had another gear there today to, to step it up. But, but when they really moved the ball with with Kira and Duran and, and Searsha, you know what I mean? And I get they, they were patient. And, and then at times when we were patient, we 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 frustrated them at times. But look, I think I still think Galway, uh, Cork to me will be the team to beat in, in that in that end of the draw. And uh, and look, if he's if he's a top class man, and he'll, he'll he'll look at the video of us today and, and Kerry last week, and he'll come up. I I'd actually could see the way he set up after the second water break. He, ch- he totally changed his game plan. He set up. To, to play probably the way he's going to play against Galway and then possibly Dublin so they're very smart men they know what they're doing and, okay, and I think I, I think Cork will, 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 will beat Galway The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Last Sunday proved a hugely rewarding afternoon for Cork's full forward line in their victory over Cavan Saoirse Noonan continued her excellent form and celebrated her recent Republic of Ireland international call-up with a goal of the season contender and 2-2 of her side's winning total Bera and West Cork's Anya Terry O'Sullivan also had an afternoon to remember, netting a superb hat-trick to seal Cork's place in the All-Ireland semi-finals. The two big goal scorers from today's win over Cavan. First of all, Anya Terry, a hat-trick, fantastic performance for you, a good win for Cork and uh, all roads now lead to that semi-final. Yeah, we're just absolutely delighted to get the win. Um, it was a tough game with conditions, very slippy out there and you know, Cavan are a good side as well. Uh, we had a tough battle against Kerry last week so we were kind of in a good enough um, it was our first game and we were a bit rusty so I think we improved definitely for today and I think it showed on the scoreboard but we still have stuff to work on but we have three weeks now to, to get that right for Galway Pleased with your own performance you took your goals very well Yeah uh, happy enough uh, I suppose the girls did great work out the pitch as well you know there was serious pressure put on the cabin backs coming out and uh, we worked a lot of goals from that um, so yeah there's it, it it a lot of positives there with uh, Cork's work rate really Another person in the goals again this week, Sir Shinoni. Congratulations on your international call-up as well. And you, one of those two goals was an absolute cracker. You must be delighted. Yeah, for sure. I think um, the girls are super out there and um, they definitely give the right passes in at the right time. So we're just grateful we came out with a good win today. Um, as Terry said, the conditions are, it was slippy and it was hard to get a grasp of the game, but I think we just kind of wore them out and we're happy with the result. Um, another game under the belt, certainly from the football side of things for you, in between all the soccer, um, everything going right, you're able to manage? Yeah, I think the last four games in the last nine days has been um, fairly tough in the old body, but um, definitely happy. I think three wins out of four, so you can't complain. Uh, and just for you two, Anya, um, from, West Cor- or from a West Cork point of view, from a Cork point of view, tough 
real tough op- opponents today in Cavan. I mean, the scoreline would suggest otherwise, but just like that Kerry game, they, they never went away and they made it very, very difficult okay. for you. Yeah, definitely. Even in the last couple of minutes there, like we probably drew, I know the conditions were tough to play in, but we lost a few balls and stuff. I suppose that kind of comes with as well coming towards the end of the game, but they were very tough and, you know, they have, they they very good footballers during the first half there. They were hitting the balls into Ashton Sheridan there and she was, um, you know, she was, she was a threat, but thankfully in the second half, uh, we cut that out and uh, we took our score as well. So happy to be home now with another win and looking forward to the semi-final now. Yeah, going well for you as well, fitness-wise. Good to see you running, getting, yeah. a, getting a full game again under the belt. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's a tough time of the year now to be out um, training and stuff, but you know we're enjoying it and to be out for the full game now is great. And uh, you know we've we've a big chance now to try and um, get back to another All Ireland final. But there's going to be a huge test against Galway. I think they only won again by a point today or something. So you know they've they've had two big matches between Manhattan and Tip. So um, it's going to be a massive game, but we'll be looking forward to it. Morn Abbey's Duran and Kiro O'Sullivan played their part in their county's latest All-Ireland Championship success, as did Dohany's Melissa Duggan and Clannacilty's Martino O'Brien. All four players gave their opinions on Cork's latest victory in Burr last Sunday. Duran O'Sullivan, first of all, congratulations into an All-Ireland semi-final. How hard was it out there today? Because the scoreline will suggest it was a fairly one, uh, a fairly easy win, but it wasn't because Kevin really put it up to you for long stretches. Yeah, thanks very much. We're delighted, I suppose, to get into an All-Ireland semi-final. Um, yeah, look, I think the scoreboard was extremely flattering on us. Um, I think Kevin are an excellent team and they battled fierce, fierce hard out there. We worked very hard for our scores. Um, at halftime, we were worried. Um, we had to battle in the second half and we did, thankfully, a lot of girls stood up there today and we got some vital scores at very important times of the game. Um, from your own point of view, you were involved in a lot of the scores today. You stood up quite a lot of scores. Anya Terry were there, was there, and, um, and Saoirse Noonan to finish off quite most of them. But from your point of view, you kicked some good points as well. Are you happy with your performance? Thanks. Um, yeah, to be honest, I'm not a fan of being one-on-one. So if there's someone there, I'll give them the ball. And um, it's a certain goal then when you have the likes of Terry and Saoirse inside. Um, yeah, look, we, we played well as a unit there today. Um, the six forwards are working well together. Our two wing forwards work fierce hard up and down the lines. And, and Kira at centre forward as well is a, is a target there all the time. Um, from your own point of view as well happy with the performance but happy just to get into the All-Ireland final more than anything else that's it I think that's what it's all about in these games especially in these conditions like I'm not sure if people realise watching it but um, the pitch there was fierce fierce yeah, heavy yeah it was very heavy wasn't it it yeah. was like we were warming up and we were like oh my god because I think we didn't realise how good we had it in Trilly last week the yes. pitch was unbelievable in Trilly and like that's to be expected this time of year you know it's heavier um, but it did make a big difference and it just meant that we had to work extra hard for our scores particularly against the wind in the first half and it was just about being patient and I think as Duran said it was about working as a unit and we don't care who gets the scores once it's someone from with a Cork jersey um, They got in early for a quick goal they got it and a penalty as well there are things to work on though I mean everything tightened up after that but as I, as I just said like it's always good to have something to work on coming out of it Definitely um, it is something we're conscious of and I think Efi spoke about it there afterwards that it is a big thing that we have to take away you know hmm. um, leaving t- gaps like that down the middle I suppose we are leaving ourselves exposed and we just have to be a bit more conscious that you know our first job no matter if you're number one or 15 is to defend and then um, scoring is is the second thing but we have to tighten up I suppose and I don't mean tighten up at the back I mean tighten up from the full forward line out so definitely something to work on but I suppose we have three weeks to work on it so we're delighted to, to be there 
Happy to get 60 minutes under the belt again? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a little less than 60, you know, I got whipped <laughs> off a bit. But, um, I was trying to be, I was being nice yeah. to you there. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, I am um, definitely. I think it, just to be playing at this time of the year, I think now more than ever we realise how lucky we are to be playing yeah. matches and to be going training in the evening and stuff. And I think, you know, we've all enjoyed it so much the last few weeks and we wanted to have another few weeks of it. And thankfully we've minimum three weeks. So mm. we'll enjoy that and train hard for the next few weeks. It's Galway. Again, it's mm-hmm. Galway in the semi-final. They were put, Monaghan really put it up to them, so they've come through a really tough test. You know all about them, they know all about you, but how important are the next three weeks now just to get everything done? Yeah, I suppose next couple of days recovery is extremely important. And then you saw there the girls, five girls who came on made a huge impact. So everyone will be fighting again to get back onto the 15 and starting 15 uh, top five subs. And then you're looking at making the match day panel as well. So the competition within our squad is is immense and, and that will drive us now for the next three weeks, I think. And just finally, the fact, uh, as we just said there, that you're playing football at this time of year, it is difficult for players because you're playing in very uh, heavy pitches. The weather conditions aren't great, but you're just glad to be involved and glad to be in that honour championship. Absolutely. Look, um, a couple of months ago, it wasn't looking likely. So um, we're we're very, very privileged and very happy to be playing. Um, it gives us, I suppose, structure just to be going trainings uh, three nights a week, meeting the girls and that social aspect of it. But look, p- competing at the highest level in All-Ireland semi-final is, is what we where we want to be. Uh, Martin O'Brien, first of all, congratulations into an All-Ireland semi-final, but Kevin did not make it easy for you. Um, no, they didn't. Um, but look, I suppose we, were, we're, we weren't expecting to come up here and get it easy either. Um, like they, when they played Kerry, like they, they, you know, they did so well for the, for a good 40, 45 minutes of it. So we knew we weren't going to get easy. They have some serious players, like and like they're very well structured and all that kind of stuff. So we knew what we were coming up against, and we just knew we kind of had to break them down. Um, we knew we had goals in us, and I suppose the girls love that. Our forwards are are, are happy to, to to take them. But um, look, we had to work really hard today for what we got. Melissa Duggan, how tough was that pitch? It seemed like it was very heavy, and it seemed like it took a lot out of you. Yeah, the pitch, I suppose, it was good compared to the weather we had over the last few days, but um, it was heavy, you know, to get up and down the pitch and even to get the kick passes in right, you know, it just wasn't on. Um, But um, I think we made use of the ball well enough at times, um, but um, it was heavy enough, yeah. Yeah, they got some good forwards as well, so you had your work cut out for you. I mean, they got in for a couple of early goals. I mean, you tightened up after that in the second half performance, just like the last day against Kerry, much improved. Yeah, um, I suppose it's our second game in, so you know we are moving forward in the right direction. Um, I suppose uh, we started well, and we maybe um, eased off the pace in during the middle um, after the water break, after the first 15 minutes. Um, so we wanted to start strong again in the second half, and I think we did come out strong, and we kind of maintained that for the rest of the second half then. Um, I know you won't be happy conceding any goals but apart from that your defence and just the way things went today with the kickouts and everything you seemed to get another game under the belt as, as Melissa said and that'll bring you on for that semi-final Yeah I think like like we won't like conceding two goals and, and like a penalty in the first I'd say minute or whatever but look as co- of course I'd say it was a soft penalty but anyway um, we tightened up after that um, I thought we got our kickouts really right today and I suppose Compared to the last day, that was that was a bit of a shambles. But look, we work we work on what we need to work on, and we know we have loads more more in us. I suppose today wasn't a great day for football, but look, we still put a good score up, and and look, we're looking forward. Missed the show? 
Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. This weekend sees the Limerick Ladies Senior Footballers taking on Fermanagh for a place in the 2020 TG Car All-Ireland Junior Final. It has been a terrific year thus far for Limerick and I caught up with the county's captain, Niamh McCarthy, to hear how preparations are going and why Limerick Ladies Football is on the up. OK, delighted uh, to be joined by the Limerick Ladies Football captain, Niamh McCarthy, ahead of Limerick's All-Ireland Junior Semi-Final against Fermanagh this coming weekend. Niamh, thanks for joining us. Hi, Derek. Uh, thanks for having me, really, I suppose, first of all. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, we, we tend to focus a lot on Cork, obviously, for obvious reasons where we are, but we have been keeping a close eye on all the Munster teams this year. Limerick are going particularly well and in the Junior All-Ireland Championship. Um, a happy camp, I would imagine, and everyone uh, looking forward to that semi-final. Um, yeah, the 2020 campaign, as you said, like we're we're going well at the moment, like beating Antrim there by um, 15, or sorry, I should be saying Derry there by 15 points and moving on to take on Antrim the following weekend by um, another seven points. So obviously, yeah, the camp, the camp is, we're really happy at the moment. Um, we were really happy with our performances, but of course, like we know that we have a lot more to work on um, facing for Manas at the weekend. And, you know, like at this stage, we're we're buzzing really. If anything, like, and we're tra- we're training really hard. We're working really hard, and just preparing ourselves for the weekend. You know, we we know that we're up for um, a big test at the weekend, and we're aware that you know the success of Fermanagh in the last few years, they've really been up there. So, of course, yeah, we're looking forward to meeting Fermanagh there at the weekend um, up in Westmead, and. You know, like it's great considering um, we didn't expect to be in this position considering COVID-19 when it hit us. So, of course, like, you know, it's bringing a lot of joy and pride to a lot of families um, in County Limerick, which is fantastic. It is indeed. And you've gotten great support, uh, Niamh, I've noticed, not just on social media. And your social media is very, very strong, the LGFA, Limerick LGFA account. But local newspapers and radio stations, everybody seems to be getting behind you now. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said there, like the social media pages really are um, up and running. Um, we actually had a new PRO who stepped in there um, two weeks ago, um, Neve Richardson. She's actually from Rubover herself and she's a past player. And, you know, credit to her. She knows she's been playing at this level before and she knows, you know, the crack. She knows the scene. And um, we were delighted to have her come on board because, um, you know, like, with women's sports especially sometimes you might feel that you're looked over to a certain extent but you know we've really been bombarded now with huge support like um, from you know the likes of the Limerick leader yourself um, sporting Limerick I mean like we really really appreciate it and of course like I can't even forget there the the Woodland um, Hotel the Fitzgerald family like have just been outstanding to us where you know there's hot meals after training, like in Connor Fitz, credit where credit's due. You know, they've just been absolutely outstanding. And we're incredibly um, appreciative of that support, you know, and it, it, it can't be gone unnoticed, I suppose. You know, so we're really relishing that. Um, while, of course, I suppose we've now become a target all of a sudden in the last few weeks, it's just important that the squad ourselves, we can keep the head down and get the job done at the weekend. 
Indeed it is. And I was just looking back through your National League results earlier in the year pre-COVID and things hadn't gone particularly well. You managed to draw three matches, which is um, very unusual. I mean, you won one, drew three and lost one. But after that league form, the performance against Derry and that 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 game against Antrim, it sounds like it was a really tough, hard game as well. You've managed to pick things up. What changed? What Was it the fact that the whole squad was together, you know, after COVID and that you were able to focus fully on Intercounty? Um, absolutely like I mean that league campaign I, I can't actually stress enough how difficult it is to come out of that division and um, it, it's so competitive in, in those league games and I suppose like you have to take into account you know when you come into the league you, you've got your Christmas break like the majority of the clubs at the, at the stage not many of us uh, reached those monster series like and they would have been well and finished up in the club like but at that stage, you're kind of only up and running and there's a lot of new faces in the squad this year. So we were really only getting to know each other and, you know, starting to play as a team. Now, as you were saying, like the draws, we were, oh, they were frustrating this year. And, you know, when we lost, we, we took a one-point loss, we took a three-point loss and we really felt like we were, you know, competing with them. But I suppose coming into the championship, um, a lot of those girls post-COVID, we would have been playing with our club there for six to eight weeks. So a lot of girls, you know, they really were blooded with football at that stage. And you were all of a sudden, like, you were out picking up uh, the big ball itself and you were training three, four nights a week. And when you're with your club, you know, with the whole idea, the county scene was then put off. You you were playing with girls on the training pitch with your own club. You were talking 20, 30 girls. Like, so there was a lot of competition there itself. So I would like to think that in that case, the club scene this year really, really worked, you know, well for us and it, it played into our hand, if anything. So, you know, we weren't looking at um, girls, I suppose, in that sense, who might have been on the sub-bench for the league campaign. But you see, they would have been starting with their club there, there and we'd be looking to call on to them. And a lot of those girls who come on in the championship game, you know, they came on and they made a huge difference contri- contributing to the scoreboard, like, and, you know, important turnovers. So I just really think that the club scene this year just played into our hands and that girls are more blooded, they're much more driven and I suppose you appreciate your football a lot more um, when it was taken away from you. You know, that Thursday we were all told, you know, you're sent home from school and the club scene was, was shut down and you'd know football. So I just think that girls are really appreciative now of having the opportunity to play, you know, good football and successful football as well, might I add to that. So a lot of those girls were much sharper and and much more tuned in, I think, if anything. So that's really played into our hand in the um, championship campaign of 2020. And from the way you're speaking, Niamh, I would imagine you're now a fan of having a club calendar separate to an inter-county calendar. And is it something you'd like to see continued? Absolutely. Um, as you, as I just said there, like, you know, there's lots of girls getting games and they're competitive games in their own fields or their own levels, whether it be senior, intermediate or junior, of course. And... Um, I suppose, you know, with my own club, we were we actually won the intermediate championship this year, which we were waiting for. For we won the 2016 championship, but we were relegated unfortunately in 2017, just because we've we had a total changeover in our club. Um, we're now a much younger club, and I suppose our adult team this year was an average age of 18, which is very very young. And um, but I really thought it, it's given you know girls the opportunity to step up there, and you know to blood them with football and progress on to the next level. Um, but of course, I am. I would love, and I would love, and I know that this is go- this is something that 
going on in other counties, but I would love to see, you know, club and county calendars um, maybe fall like that in the future. I know that's really hard and people are in bad positions and, you know, you're stuck between a, a rock and a hard place on organising these fixtures. But there are some really, really strong up-and-coming clubs there in Limerick. And I suppose on our behalf, unfortunately, we are, despite winning the Intermediate Championship this year, we unfortunately aren't going to be promoted due to the restrictions that were put in place because of COVID. And obviously, really, really heart-wrenching for ourselves because we'd only love to be up with the senior teams in Limerick and compete for, you know, the senior title like that, I suppose, the goal and the club team. So... It'll be interesting to see, now unfortunately we didn't get to play off the Junior Championship at club this year, but it'll be interesting to see how, when that gets run off, how will that club feel about, you know, staying junior despite winning the Championship in 2020. And I just find it really frustrating considering that it's, you know, the year 2020, we're on about promoting women's sport, but now we're going to be stuck in the Intermediate Championship for the fourth year coming when all we want to do is go up. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out for you know, 2021. And, of course, I'd love to see ourselves go up. Um, but that would be interesting to see how it goes itself. Yeah, it's disappointing to hear that because I know, I know, like you said, a lot of leagues and a lot of county championship structures around the country were affected by COVID and have answered, have tried to deal with it differently. But you'd imagine the champions of an intermediate grade would go up senior the following year irrespective of that but look we'll hopefully that will sort itself out Niamh I wanted to ask you about your manager um, and that's Donald Ryan because he comes across like a very 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 good manager first of all very astute but also a bit of a character is that a fair assessment? I think that nearly sums him up alright <laughs> he's, inc- he's an incredible character and you know what he, he's brought um, a lot of joy but also a lot of you know he's a lot of wealth and experience um, he's been working within the Limerick ranks there at underage for a couple of years. And you'll see that that the squad that we have in the inter-county team this year is quite young. And a lot of those girls would have played under Donald coming up. And it's lovely to see that we're, we're bringing on those girls and we're starting to flood those girls onto the adult team. And, you know, like with, with girls in sport, like sometimes we start to see them drop out. But it's, it's great now to see that we're keeping the youth there. And, you know, we're trying to instill experience into them as well but with Donald himself like you know like he's incredibly supportive and he's so approachable um, to all of those girls like um, and myself included like I couldn't ask um, any more of him he really does go out of his way to look after us whether it's the rice cake or a muju after training you know like (laughs) those kind of things as small as they are we really do appreciate those like and he goes off and he starts that out himself like and with Derry coming in now with him, Derry Peters is um, the trainer with us at the moment. Like the two of them make like a fantastic pair. Like they really, really work well together and they create this, you know, fantastic buzz in the camp. And we really couldn't ask any more of them. Like they've been absolutely fantastic. And we've really, really been enjoying our training to date um, ever since we are back post-COVID, you know. And I couldn't say, I couldn't say um, any more about them or speak any more highly about them. Like, but they're just two fantastic men, like, and we really appreciate the work they've done with us. Indeed, it's good to hear that. And listen, just finally, obviously this weekend, a lot of excitement. It's a junior All-Ireland semi-final, but these are pretty tough opponents in Fermanagh considering their recent success, as you said. Um, like, obviously you're going in as underdogs, but hopeful of a good performance and a possible victory. Absolutely. Like, and, you know, sometimes 
it, I actually like going in as an underdog. Um, I like I like that mantra about it. Um, of course, we know that like going into Fermanagh, like you know, they're a northern team, like they're going to be strong, big, physical girls. And unfortunately, I suppose we associate northern teams with being defensive, and it is to a certain extent they are a defensive team, but like they're well able to counter attack as well. They're they're quick and. You know, of course, we've gone back and we've watched them to see how they play, and it's now up to us to counteract their play and see, you know, can we play? Can we play our game? And they, can they match us? Like that's something we've been working really hard on in the last couple of weeks. Um, we don't obviously want to put too much um, emphasis on the opposition. We want to take care of ourselves too. But this is where I suppose you know we have to stay grounded. We have to just focus on the end goal and carry out our game plan as we've been doing so for the last couple of weeks. You know, and it's it's just hard work and it's work rate and it's not for 15 minutes, it's not for 20 minutes. It's something where we need to step up now for 60, 64, 65 minutes should the game, you know, escalate and we could find ourselves an extra time as well. And of course, like, we are very aware, as I said, like, of their successes in the last few years and, you know, reaching that final final against Laut last year. Um, Laut, you know, had the upper hand on them and I'm pretty sure Fermanagh are going to be pretty hungry. But... You know, we're hungry for them too. Um, they'd beaten us in the league um, in 2019 and, of course, we're hurt after that. So, um, you know, it should be a good uh, physical hard game and it's something that we're looking forward to. There's enough hurt on both sides. So hopefully and we'd like to see a big game come out of it. Well, we wish you all the best here from the Big Red Bench podcast. The very best of luck to you, Niamh, and to the Limerick team. And hopefully you can get over that hurdle and reach an all-earned final, which would be a lovely end to what's been a very, very strange year. Exactly. George, thanks a million, Stash. And that's it for another Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan, Valerie Wheeler and guests between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website, redfm.ie. Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.